wait a minute, the New Jersey Devils had a blackout? Well, what else am I supposed to do? Hmm, I guess I could give some pregame notes and also talk about the last game since I didn't get around to it due to the fact that I was talking more about a certain fight that took place. You know what? Let's do that. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. I know I'm late to the party, but better late than never. So buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2.26 a.m. Eastern Time, October the 8th, 2021 at the time of this recording. So uh, guys, I want to apologize in advance for the echo. Right now I am on the go. I am preparing to go to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So I had to drive uh, from Adrian to Detroit uh, to get closer to the airport. So right now I am in a room that doesn't have a lot of furniture. So uh, yeah, the, the the echoing might be a factor, but I, I am trying my best. I surrounded my computer. I surrounded my microphone with pillows. So hopefully that drains out the echo just a little bit. So once again, if you hear an echo throughout the course of this episode, I do apologize. So let's talk about the New Jersey Devils game against the New York Islanders. Oh, wait, it didn't happen. Just when I thought I saw everything during the course of preseason, it just got crazier. So if you missed the last episode, I basically broke down the confrontation that Chris Kreider and P.K. Subban had not once but twice because of the Ryan Reeves incident. I gave my opinion for both sides. I described the narrative, what led up to it, and overall, I believe Kreider just took it 10 steps too far. It wasn't intentional on P.K. Subban's end. After I recorded the episode, I looked back at the um, at the play once again, and I did see that P.K. Subban's uh, left leg just lifted up just a slight bit, but it wasn't anything intentional. I think both players were just playing hard. And keep in mind, guys, I didn't want to say this in the last episode because I didn't want it to come off as, uh, you know, I was saying Ryan Reeves deserves it. But come on, we've seen Ryan Reeves do way worse. In fact, it's gotten so bad that the Players Association had to, like, reach out to him and tell him to tone it down a little bit. So I, I didn't want to mention in yesterday's episode just because, you know, I didn't want to make it seem like uh, I, I was coming off on this angle like he deserved the, uh, what P.K. Subban gave. Him because, like I told him, I don't think it was intentional, but I wish the best for Ryan Grace. He is definitely an enforcer in this league and he is just trying to assert this uh, young Ranger squad. So, like I said, I wish Ryan Reeves the best, but you know, if you missed the last episode in terms of that altercation in which I broke down, please give it a listen. So, uh, you know, just when I thought I saw everything from, uh, uh, I guess, a couple nights ago, since this is technically uh, October 8th and the last game happened a couple days ago, uh, I, I made Man, I was wrong. The New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders game got canceled due to a power outage at the Prudential Center. I, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, luckily uh, that happened during the course of preseason and not a regular season game because just imagine a, a game had to get postponed due to uh, technical difficulties at the arena, whatever the case might be. I don't know what they would do during the course of an actual season, but since this is preseason, so, since this doesn't count for anything, since the New Jersey Devils are coming off a back-to-back game, I don't think the New Jersey Devils were really big on playing um, you know, particularly hard in this game, so I, I think it 
it was a blessing in disguise for them because it gives them more rest period. And like I said, uh, before the game, so originally Mackenzie Blackwood was supposed to start the game for the New Jersey Devils. However, at the last minute, they decided to replace him with Scott Wedgwood. In fact, uh, I had a fan interaction on Twitter and he was asking, why are they doing this? And like I told you guys in episodes prior, in preseason, you got nothing to gain but everything to lose. So it's probably just to give Scott Wedgwood just some more reps because he's only on a two-way deal this year, one year. So, uh, you know, Scott Wedgwood is not going to be seeing too many opportunities, especially if Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier are healthy because both of them are capable of playing the starting position. Obviously, Mackenzie Blackwood is the starter, but, you know, we know what Jonathan Bernier is capable of doing. So, you know, it was just a way to give uh, Scott Wedgwood some more reps before the season starts because we're not going to be seeing much of Scott Wedgwood this season, barring anything catastrophic happening between Blackwood and Bernier. But overall, the, the game didn't happen for the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders. And like I said, personally, I'm not really, you know, fronting on it just because uh, it, can it be frustrating? Yes. But at the same time, just think about it. Like I said, preseason, you got nothing to gain, but everything to lose. So I think the young guys pretty much got this uh, new season in the bag, as in they got their footing underneath them. They know what to do. So preseason is officially over for the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, did it end abruptly? Yes. But at the same time, we've seen a lot of great things. We saw the um, just the rise of Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer. In fact, Alexander Holtz led the New Jersey Devils uh, team in preseason points. So he appeared in three games, had two goals, two assists for a grand total of four points, and he had a plus-minus of three. Dawson Mercer uh, was tied for second with a bunch of other players because he appeared in three games, had two goals, one assist, and a plus-minus of uh, two, and his points total was three. So, you know, we, we saw just basically the contribution that Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer had, and it's been revealed that uh, Graham Clark has been sent down to the AHL program. Same with Kevin Ball and Nolan Foote. So uh, it's unfortunate that people like Nolan Foote and Kevin Ball had to be sent down. In fact, I projected that Nolan Foote would be uh, given a roster spot to start the season and that players like Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer would be sent down just to give them some more time to develop. But uh, ever since prospects camp, they were off and running. So, you know, like I said, sometimes you got to make the difficult decision and I did project that Nolan Foote would be sent down for Graham Clark he just needs to, uh, to find a way to assert himself and you know for Kevin Ball uh, I've said this a lot for uh, defensemen that are on our roster currently there's just no room for him like there was room for him last year because we really didn't have a defense and you know PK Subban had to go onto the COVID protocol list he didn't even finish out the season uh, Ty Smith was injured towards the end of the year as well so there was really uh, opportunities for Kevin Ball to show what he can do but, you know, there's nothing spectacular about him. He's a good shot suppressor, and he was blocking shots. I will give him that. But at the end of the day, you know, the AHL program is a good place for him to just develop his game. And like I said, for Nolan Foote, I do anticipate him to be back at the NHL level. However, it is now Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer's time. I project that both of those respective players will play on the third line for the New Jersey Devils. I find no reason to separate them. I find no reason to uh, rush Alexander Holtz. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, these two young guys can do for the New Jersey Devils and I am more than certain I am more than confident a lie I tell you not 
I will pawn everything I own. Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer will be on the roster to begin the season for the New Jersey Devils. I don't know when that's going to be revealed, but at the end of the day, it's just like if they don't make the roster, I'm going to riot, quite honestly. And then, you know, shout out to someone like Jimmy VC because he's also tops in uh, preseason points. He appeared in three games, had two goals, and he had a plus minus of two. So we know that Jimmy VC was signed to a PTO deal. So whether or not he'll be signed to a two-way contract or not, maybe he'll accept that. I don't know. But, you know, we're just trying to give someone like him a chance. And, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the New Jersey Devils can do. So the next time they play a game, the games will count for real. Uh, For the most part, it looks like Jack Hughes is starting to get healthy again. Damon Severson uh, got hurt in practice a couple days ago. So hopefully he's doing well. But at the end of the day, I think it is good to, like, rest our young guys. Just wait for them to, uh, you know, get 100% healthy. Because, like I said, it's preseason. Who cares? And we're 4-1 and in preseason. So I think we were pretty much uh, doing really well in the last uh, game that we played against the Rangers. You know, they were playing their A guys, their B guys, and here we are playing our C, D, and F guys, guys who won't really get much of a chance at the NHL level, but just more of see what you can do. Like, literally, our top line was Zaka at center. You guys know that I don't think Zaka's capable of playing the center position with Brat and Janssen at his side. So, we know that uh, Brat and Zaka will be playing on the same line, but Andreas Janssen, if he's in the top six this year, something is definitely wrong for the New Jersey Devils organization. Then, you know, you got Sunich, uh, Jankowski, Foot on the second line. So, you know, there you go. It, it gets worse from there. And then uh, our only, like, I guess, realistic starting pair was Subban and Siegenthaler on the second defensive line pairing. But, you know, Subban and Siegenthaler will be moved down, I think, just a line because I think Severson and Smith, hopefully Smith is good to go when the season starts, will be playing on the second line for the New Jersey Devils. And then Yaros and Gray were on the top line for the New Jersey Devils against the Rangers. So I was kind of deciding what to do this episode. So I said, okay, talk some pregame notes for the first segment. And I decided for the second and third segment, I kind of realized something. I didn't really break down the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils game from a couple days ago because I was so busy focusing on the Kreider and Subban fight and giving my opinion on that, that Like I said, I kind of forgot to break down the game, so I guess we could do that since the Islanders game and the Devils game was canceled, so we're going to do that in a minute, but first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from betonline.ag. Remember to gamble responsibly, so we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And now the second live read comes from get upside so do you uh pay for gas of course you do so i need to tell you about get upside so my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now use the promo code hockey to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use the promo code hockey 
to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime uh, to your bank, PayPal, or even an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code HOCKEY to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, the code is HOCKEY. So let's talk about the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils game. Okay, so the one thing I have to say about preseason is just like, remember to take those kind of things with a grain of salt because, you know, like we did lose 6-2 to and, you know, that is a bad loss. And, you know, we got our second goal of the game pretty much just to save face because we got in period number three. Stunich just crashed in on the crease and was able to get it past Shashurskin. And, you know, Shashurskin uh, made 32 saves. We know what he's capable of doing. So, like I said, take those kind of games with a grain of salt because, you know, when you look at who was starting for the New Jersey Devils uh, and then compare it to the New York Rangers, like they had Zabinajet, they had Fox, they had Kako, they had um, Kreider, as we all know. So also Miller, Shashurskin. So, you know, they had all sorts of players starting for them and just contributing. And the New Jersey Devils only had to rely on a few people. So anyway, I, I just want to say this because remember in the last few episodes, I just been talking about how I've been on a little bit of a hot streak in terms of just picking the right players who will get hot. So in last week's episode, I said, keep an eye out for Andreas Janssen because in the limited playing time he's going to get, he's going to try to show that he can contribute. And he was able to get a goal, a very nice goal and an excellent setup by Zaka and Brat down low to just basically give Janssen a golden opportunity to score. And Janssen was also given another opportunity, I believe in late period number two by Zaka. Unfortunately, Shashurskin just made a great save and was able to knock the puck away. So, you know, when we're looking at Andreas Janssen, I said he's going to try to uh, capitalize on any opportunity he is given just to show the New Jersey Devils that he belongs on this roster. So I just want to put that out there. And also in the midst of me just ranting on about, um, you know, P.K. Subban and Chris Kreider and their petty feud, what was going on, things of that nature. Um, I do want to say this one thing. I kind of forgot to mention that I said that Ryan Graves was going to have some sort of an impact in that Rangers game, and he actually led all teams in blocks. He had four blocks, and the New Jersey Devils had 13 blocks total. So, you know, the thing for Ryan Graves, I'll be honest with myself, I said that I wanted Ryan Graves to contribute in more of an offensive kind of way, like him scoring a goal, him getting assists, but, you know, him doing what he was doing, that is perfectly fine, because that's the kind of contribution that I need from Ryan Graves, especially since it's now confirmed by the New Jersey Devils. In fact, we all knew this was coming. The writing was on the wall. He and Dougie Hamilton will be the first line pairing for the New Jersey Devils this season. So that's the kind of contribution I need from Ryan Graves because he's like the Robin to Dougie Hamilton's Batman. He's like the Mary Jane Watson to... Um, uh, Dougie Hamilton, Spider-Man, whatever the case might be, however you want to look at it. Ryan Graves is meant to contribute in a different way. So Dougie Hamilton will do most of the quarterbacking of the offense for the New Jersey Devils, but Ryan Graves will, uh, you know, contribute because I told you guys, he led the league in plus and minus a few years ago, and it was actually very impressive, and no one talks about it. No one talks about that kind of impact, and the fact that we were able to get him for essentially nothing was very, uh, you know, very lucky on our end because the uh, Colorado Avalanche, had they not traded uh, Ryan Graves to us, they would have just exposed him in the expansion draft. So, 
um, you know, the, the, I guess the Kraken could have also got him as well. So, uh, for, and it goes to show you how stacked defensemen the uh, Colorado Avalanche had. So, but I'm getting a little off topic. But, you know, for Ryan Graves, that's just the kind of impact that I need from him this season. So, you know, let Dougie Hamilton do the scoring. Let him do the facilitating. But let Ryan Graves just contribute in plus minus, make the people around him better. And overall, just, you know, get those blocks, get those redirects and, you know, try to make us uh, better on the penalty kill. So I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, there's some things that the New Jersey Devils can actually learn from from the Rangers. So looking back at the highlights, I want to break down a few of their goals. So going back into period number one uh, from Zabinajed. So the one thing that um, uh, that happened on the defense for the New Jersey Devils is that Yaros kind of let uh, Fox and Zabinajed just fool him. So I'm not going to put the blame on Ryan Graves because he was doing what he was doing, but Yaros was kind of out of position. So, you know, Fox was looking for Zabinajed down low near Jonathan Bernier, and they were able to get a great uh, shot by Bernier. So to go into more detail, uh, Yaros was creeping on in on Fox uh, near the crease area. Bernier sees what's going on. How However, uh, they were able to go back door on Bernier because uh, Fox made a great pass to Zabinajed, and Zabinajed was able to just get in front of Graves and get that uh, one to nothing goal. So the one thing is, is that uh, Ryan Graves can rely on Dougie Hamilton to use better judgment on the defensive end because basically, and I saw this in the power play as well uh, when Zabinajed got his second goal of the game, Yaros just was letting uh, Fox and Zabinajed just play cat and mouse. And Quite honestly, that's the kind of connection that I want from, uh, you know, a good defenseman from the New Jersey Devils and a great scorer. So let's just say Dougie Hamilton and uh, Jack Hughes. So the, the age and the roles are kind of flipped. So I need Dougie Hamilton to kind of have that same connection and setting up his teammates. So just basically, you know, get those players out of position, look for backdoor opportunities because the New Jersey Devils, in my opinion, are capable of scoring in more ways than one. I know Sharon Govich might, uh, you know, try to uh, do something similar to that because Sharon Govich is a very smart player. He knows where to be at uh, in certain circumstances. And as the Devils just grow and mature, they, they know where to stand. So, you know, that was just excellent teamwork and communication by Fox and Zabinajed. And then when Zabinajed got his second goal of the game, the power play goal in the very next period in which the... Um, uh, the Rangers were able to score four goals, you know, um, you know, they did it again. You know, Yaros was out of position and he didn't protect the back door. He had his back turns towards uh, Zabanajed and was basically trying to creep on in and assist Ryan Graves because he thought Ryan Graves was flustered with Adam Fox, which might have been true. But at the same time, you know, when you help a teammate, you got to make sure that you're clear because the thing is Yaros creeped in a little too much. So Fox saw the opening to Zabanajed, passed it over to Zabanajed and Zabanajed was able to get a quick shot off and went back door on Bernier once again. So the thing about that kind of play from uh, Yaros is that, you know, you got to be aware of your surroundings. You got to be aware of the player behind you because Zabanajed is not an average player. We we all know that. So you got to protect the back door because you know Fox is looking for him. So, you know, trust that Ryan Graves can fluster Adam Fox a little bit. And yes, I will admit the, the Rangers did have the man up advantage on that power play, obviously. But at the same time, it's just like I think Ryan Graves was doing everything he could protect potentially do but you know if Yaros just protects Zabanajet I don't think Fox could get a shot off and the uh, uh, Devils can get a stick on it clear it and kill some more time on that uh, penalty kill so 
you know, that's just a learning thing that Yaros has to learn as he uh, grows and develops. And then another thing that I want to talk about is that Sammy Blay goal uh, in that same period, which is the New Jersey Devils were able to get a puck. They tried to pass it up ahead in their defensive zone, and they turned the puck over. Over to Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay goes deep into the crease area and gets it under the leg of Jonathan Bernier. Stuff like that cannot happen. I saw that in real time, and that was just embarrassing to see. I like that, that was painful because it's just like that was just lazy pass passing the no communication whatsoever and the New Jersey Devils like when they were passing the puck up I, I'm not sure who the pass was intended for but you know when it was getting close to a devil player he had his back turned and that, that can't happen so and Sammy Blaze saw that a mile away creeped on in swiped the puck away and like I said was able to get it under the leg of Bernier so stuff like that cannot happen for the New Jersey Devils but like I said it's a learning thing and and they're young and and they'll develop and they'll They'll, they'll get used to it, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, when you lost 6-2, to it's just a learning thing for the New Jersey Devils, and you just got to go back uh, to the film room and just see what happened. And then, you know, when we're on the topic of just sloppy uh, zone work by the New Jersey Devils, that's how uh, Kako got his um, uh, breakaway goal. P.K. Subban did everything he could to just, you know, catch up to him and just try to poke check the puck away, but it came up empty, and you, you can't do that either. Like, you know, you're putting your goalie in a very vulnerable position and on the breakaway Kako he, he, he got to pass Bernier and that was two nothing I know I'm going a little out of order but I just wanted to you know point out the main emphasis that I had for the uh, New Jersey Devils and you know we lost six to two and there's a lot of work to be done but at the same time you know when you look at um, you know the the Rangers who they had and you look at who who scored for them so you know Zibanejad scored Kako scored Blaze scored Goodrow scored Panarin scored the, the thing about the New Jersey Devils is, is that you know when you're going up against uh, players like that you got to bring out your A game even though you don't have your best players out on the rink but still I'm not going to hold my head down about it and like I said really the only capable uh, players out there on the rink for the New Jersey Devils were uh, like uh, Zaka, Brat, um, Siegenthaler, Graves, and Subban. That's who I can name at the top of my head. I know I'm missing someone. I don't count Andreas Janssen because he still has a lot of learning to do himself. So I'm going to rate this game for the New Jersey Devils in a second, and then I will uh, give my final verdict. But first, I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning, and it comes from rockauto.com. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from the chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com, everybody. 
So let's compare the stats between the Devils and the Rangers in this game. So shots on goal differential. The Devils actually had more shots on goal, uh, but yet the Rangers were able to uh, get six goals, but still it wasn't by a huge margin. So the Devils had 34 shots on goal. The Rangers had 32 face-off percentage. That went to the Rangers. They won 51% of the face-offs. The other 49% goes to the Devils. The Devils were 0 for 2 in their power play opportunities. The Rangers were 1 for 3. Once once again, you know, Yaros uh, was just uh, not paying attention to who was behind him and Fox found the open man and Zibanejad went back door so you know for Yaros and the young guys you just got to protect the back door for a very good player so uh, you know protect your netminder which is one of the reasons why I try not to blame the goalie for letting up a power play goal because you know they already have a man down and they didn't protect your back door so you know when, when, when Bernier is facing Fox you got to make sure that Bernier is clear otherwise he can't get there in time so in terms of penalty minutes the New Jersey Devils serve 20 three minutes in that respective category whereas the Rangers serve 31 hits 36 to 31 in favor of the Rangers blocks 13 to 8 in favor of the Devils remember like I mentioned Ryan Graves led both respective teams in that category uh, giveaways the New Jersey Devils had more turnovers uh, as opposed to the Rangers 9 to 8 uh, pretty dead even in, in that regard so when rating this game you would think that I would give the New Jersey Devils maybe a D or an F but I'm not going to do that I'm actually going to give them a solid C because let's think about this, guys. It's preseason. Take this with a grain of salt. We were 4-0 to begin preseason, and we suffered our first loss. But at the same time, just look at who was out there for the New Jersey Devils and then look who was out there for the Rangers. So the fact that the New Jersey Devils were able to get a couple goals, not get shut out, and, you know, overall compete because they had 34 shots on goal and they had opportunities. Unfortunately, you know, Shashurskin just made better saves. If you look at the highlights, he made two or three great saves against the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, that's just unlucky right there so when rating this game I, I just took everything into context I thought about the players who dressed for the New Jersey Devils the snafu between uh, PK Subban and Chris Kreider over Ryan Reeves and just overall how PK Subban was just trying to not get involved in it and unfortunately he just got baited into uh, Chris Kreider's nonsense but overall for the New Jersey Devils I would just say this loss is it's a bad loss but you know when you look at the context of it just who was out there for them they didn't really have any of their you know best players out there you know Zaka and Brat aren't aren't the best players on the team by any means nor is PK Subban or Siegenthaler Ryan Graves is one of their best players but he can't lead an entire team especially when he's not a score he's not a score for first defenseman he's more of just try to contribute in other areas and make the players around him better so when looking at it in that context for the New Jersey Devils I'm just like okay you know they lost but I think everyone kind of expected them to, to lose. And if they would have won that game, that would have been amazing, even though, like I said, it was preseason. So preseason is officially in the books for the New Jersey Devils. Our next game is against the Chicago Blackhawks, where the games count for real. I am really looking forward to that. Hopefully I can do a crossover with Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks, and we can discuss and just have a breakdown of the game, give our predictions, and uh, just provide some insight on each other's team. But as for right now, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. I am about to go hit the hay after this because I have a flight to get to tomorrow. So uh, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils, and thanks for listening.